Let's go. Building up to the new season. The clock is ticking until the new season begins. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Yet 19 days to go before the start of the SPFL season and just hours after Italy are crowned champions of Europe, defeating England on penalties last night at Wembley. 65,000 there, millions watching. Mark, that was a good game last night. It was going to be a tough one, whichever one was to lose out. Pretty evenly matched. Is that what you feel, Mark Guidi? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the game, Paul. 120 minutes and penalties. Um, I thought Italy were the deserved winners over the peace and of the tournament. I have to say I felt sorry for Gareth Southgate I like him I said in the programme Friday night something about him I think he's a a, a fine man the way he handles uh, things and um, he didn't get carried away at any no, time did no, he? You know, a, very a bit of humility yeah yep. absolutely that's the word Paul humility um, and his players too and I felt sorry for the three uh, youngsters no, Rashford um, Sancho and particularly Saka um, the last one but you know I think the people that are now jumping on the bandwagon and, and, and really heavily criticising in Southgate and his players, I think they're out of order. It's very, very unfair. 19 years old, he stepped up there. It was going to be tough, the penalties. It could have gone their way, of course. Uh, yep. Donamura was beaten. Um, he's been amazing. Is he the man of the tournament? I'm going to ask you in the next hour, what do you think? Have a think about it. Who are the best players in Euro 2020? Which finally happened. And that is one of the headlines, the fact it did go ahead. You know, a few things happened during it, but we managed to have it all over Europe but it's gone ahead successfully. Yeah, it was, it was a good tournament, Paul. I thought the quality of football on show was great. When we reflect now and, and I look at the criticism that Gary Southgate and these players have had in, in, in the last sort of, uh, well, less than 24 hours, but, you know, it's made me reflect on actually what Steve Clark and the Scotland players uh, gave us and, you know, there was a lot of criticism towards Steve and the players after the, the Croatia game and ultimately we, we were knocked out. But seeing you think back, Paul, what, yeah. what the excitement that we had to date date it back to the penalty shout against Serbia and then for that four or five days you know the Wembley day and then the four or five days after it we've not had that as we well know in 23 years so when you take a wee step back and, and, and look at it um, it was brilliant it was a great experience for, for the Scotland national team and our whole country to to have it and, and it's just whetted the, the appetite for more as we look forward to the World Cup qualifiers. The headlines today, though, after it sunk in for England and all the uh, hysteria. And uh, listen, we would have been the same probably if we were in the final. But it's ridiculous, the racial abuse of players, uh, yeah. the, the players who missed the penalties. It's yeah. appalling what yeah. happened overnight. I mean, I heard in the news there, you heard uh, Prince William saying it's abhorrent. And it is abhorrent. Any yeah. decent person were totally against it. 0808 17 17 700. What do you feel about the Euros? What did it mean to you? Did you take part? Were you there with Scotland uh, and England fans as well? And so many Italians and English community here in Scotland. There's some good banter, Mark. That's what I saw yesterday up here about it. Um, you know, England takes stick. Of course they do. We are the, the, the smaller neighbour, but we... Uh, always want to do well uh, what did you make of that with England yesterday were people unfair do you think the Scots in general or is it the banter normally that happens between the two yeah I mean I think it's a bit of uh, banter I think there's just something ingrained um, in, in a lot of people in our country Paul that they just don't want to see England succeed at anything that's you know if that's the way they feel that's up to them I have to, to say in my own view I've kind of really softened personally towards um, England you know I had the one last night you know, I'd have been fine. I said, you know what, well done, you deserve it. Well done to Gareth Southgate, well done to the, the players. You know, I think the few of the players there, um, particularly in Southgate's time, as I said, that they've opened up, they've given us an insight and you just see their, 
they're normal blokes a lot of them have had really tough upbringings really tough mm -hmm. backgrounds I mean you see what they've had to do to succeed you know the sacrifices they've made how they've made their, their parents happy their brothers their sisters their friends their grannies the full bit you see you know, they're, they're normal people that are just so lucky to be doing what they're doing and they're appreciative of it I think that's one thing that's come across about the whole England set up even going back to 2018 at the World Cup in Russia they're appreciative um, of it they don't take it for granted and that's why had England won um, mm. last night I'd have applauded them and said well done not a problem for me yeah decent bunch of players aren't they they yeah, haven't forgotten absolutely. their roots I know yeah. you're saying they're, they're normal people they're all millionaires multi-millionaires yeah. but they've kept their feet on the ground they were giving yeah. money back to the NHS yeah. part of the pool I mean there'll uh -huh. still be money there they yeah. haven't won it but there'll still be a big pool and they're giving it back yeah. to healthcare workers Yeah, no, it, I, it, I love that it's brilliant yeah. I, mean, I, I remember kind of being on the road following England uh, World Cups in Scotland weren't there um, you know like 2002 in Japan and you would stay on was, so I yeah. had to come home when Scotland were out so I was there for three weeks and you always stayed on stayed on and in then the expense we, account we had, we had oh it was wonderful and then with um, like, like Portugal when it was Sven Goranet yeah. now I, I thought Sven Goranet was a nice man as well but remember that squad that something like your Ferdinand yeah. they would get carried away and it's mm. like yeah we're ready to go and, and I, I'd never had that with this group of players no. under um, Gareth Southgate and that yep. stems from the manager and that's why for me, they've got that likability mm. factor that maybe 15, 20 years ago there was massive egos and that England squad would be some of them and, and, and that's why I, you know, I struggled to take to them. OK, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Mark Guidi has covered so many World Cups and Euros and he's here with me, Paul Cooney, for the next hour. Who was the better coverage? Which one was the better last night? Was it ITV or BBC? I'd say the commentary on the BBC, but the pundits on ITV for me were probably yeah. better. What do, what do you think? Let's find out what Reagan thinks, because one of the great things was that we met you a couple of weeks ago, Reagan, at the Radisson Red. It was brilliant to meet you. Good evening, Reagan. How are you doing? Good. Have we sobered up yet from that night? No, I think you were uh, you were far. You were in great form despite Scotland going out. Reagan, what do you feel about the tournament? The the game last night, pretty engrossing, wasn't it? Oh, Paul, it's been a great tournament, especially because Scotland got there too. But that game last night was just fantastic, Paul. Um, I thought Italy deserved to win. I thought it would have been fantastic as well, and. And obviously, a lot of people saw them don't want England to win, but I thought they'd been fantastic through the, through the tournament. Yeah, I think you're right, Reagan. What about Roberto Mancini, uh, Mark? We saw his class as yeah. a tactician, a really yeah. top one. Gareth Southgate's a really good manager. Yeah. He's taken him to a World Cup semi-final and Euros final, OK? Uh -huh. But Mancini, the, the difference he made when he saw yeah. it wasn't working in the first yeah. half hour. Yeah, they, they, they did. You know, England, as we know, they, they started ever so well and got that, that goal, great counter-attacking goal, lovely finish from Luke Shaw. And England looked as if they were going to go two up at one stage, but then they started to nullify Harry Kane. You know, they, they obviously that Kane was dropping deep and they, they really they nullified him. They tightened up and then they started to take possession a wee bit. And for the whole extra time, um, and even the last 15 minutes of, of normal time, there was only one team... That looked as though they were going to push for a winner. You know, England just, you know, they, they didn't let, uh, they didn't express themselves. And that was one thing I would say about Southgate. Um, as much as I don't want to criticise him, I oh. thought his substitutions could have been a wee bit more positive. So in terms of going to try and win the game, because yes, Cialini and Bonucci, absolutely brilliant, but tired players. Mm. You know, but then you look at Cialini, still storming forward. You know, he's thirty seven next month. So you look at, I thought, fresh legs. Then Saka come on, and Grealish come mm -hmm. on. I thought. Get in the ball, get into wide areas, stretch the game, get balls in behind. But they, 
they didn't do it so it was one or two wee things but then you've got to praise as you say Mancini the top manager he's been brilliant you look at his his career and um, between him and Viali and Lombardi all the the old guard they just got it absolutely spot on and the players followed their tactical instructions um, to the letter um, Pickford had, had one or two good saves Um so yeah, over the piece, I think that's why Italy deserve to win it. And Riggy, when you think about it, it's hard to believe that they failed to qualify for the World yeah, Cup. Yeah. Italy, he's really brought that country together because they had lost interest in the national team, Reagan, as you know. You're a great student of football, but he's brought the Italians very much together in the way that England did as well. And and indeed Scotland for our, our yeah. spell in the tournament, it really brings people together. Sense of purpose, Reagan. Oh no, Paul, he's been fantastic. Roberto Mancini. And also, you need to think about, obviously, during this this time. I mean, Italy have been fantastic, and it's great to see them doing so well. I wonder, is he Slater's for those? He's he's well, he's well. Uh, the club was very good, Regan, isn't it? Mark, you'll know. Is it the Italian centre? Do you think for his gear? Oh, uh, Ra- Ralph Armani. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks yeah. he looks at me too. Him and uh, Viali, they just mm. uh, look the part of them, and it was lovely to see again just the emotion oh. and the human side of it. A wee tear in his eye. You know, yep. at the end, um, yeah. Mancini, and you think, you know, I think it was um, Giolini was saying, you know, they're they're together for forty five days, wow. Paul. You know, mm-hmm. even fifty days on their own in a bubble as well. You know, no mm-hmm. family visits, no nicking yep. away, can he nick out for a coffee, stretch a leg, you know, everything. So you think of the sacrifices and, and the effort that's been put in by all the countries, sure. particularly the ones that got there to the final uh, last night. It's a real um, credit to them, and I was really chuffed. Um, for uh, for Mancini to 34 games unbeaten almost three years um, that run goes for and you think you know what fair play to them and it will be three years then before they play right, for the World exactly. Cup so it yep. will be phenomenal Regan who's your player of the tournament or do you want to highlight anybody or a couple of them for me I would say Sterling Sterling was fantastic and also uh, uh, the Italian the, the goalkeeper yeah, Donnamura he was fantastic as well, yeah. He's only 22. Modric. Yeah, frightening. Uh-huh. PSG. Modric. Modric, oh, yeah. Regan, did you have to mention Modric to us? Because <laughs> I know everyone yeah. was saying, oh, they're, they're an ageing team and then they came and uh, he came good that night, didn't he? And then had a, had a really good tournament. Look at Modric, that's true. Mark, as a, you're the goalkeeper's union, former uh, goalkeeper. Don, yeah, Don, yep. Don Amura was, uh, was, was brilliant. 22? Yeah, 22 or 23, going to PSG. Uh, from AC Milan yep. he'll be getting well weighed in but I think right now Paul well certainly the best goalkeeper in Europe I don't know about the world but certainly mm. the best goalkeeper um, in Europe so it's a fantastic signing by PSG he, he could make them a Champions League mm-hmm. um, winner so he's a, a sensational frame and he absolutely commands his, his box um, I think Spinazzola was brilliant and it was happening it was great to see him get up and get his medal he was in crutches Regan it was wonderful sight to see him get up, I thought he was terrific. Really caught the imagination. I didn't know about him at all. I have to be honest. And um, you know, he really emerged as somebody um, pretty special um, in the tournament. You're right, Raheem Sterling. I thought was brilliant. Another guy who really came to the fore uh, for me. And I think I mentioned the program on Friday night. And I was surprised to see him being taken off last night. It was Declan Rice. I don't know if he had a wee knock, but I thought he was a real driving force um, in the middle of the park. Luke Shaw. To be fair to him, had a really good yeah, uh, tournament um, too. So there's a number of uh, of English players, but um, I think you know Spinazzola, Chiesa as well. Yeah. You know, unlucky not to get a goal um, last night, Verratti. But I think you know, taking everything into account, 
I would probably I would go for Chiellini just taking it all into account everything uh, I would go for him and as much as it was a horrible foul last night on uh, Saka when he pulled his jersey back it was a necessary foul it was a proper foul from a footballing perspective a horrible one if you're on the receiving end of it and you're an England supporter but it just shows you absolutely ruthless when it has to be done to win a game of football and uh, Chiellini I thought has led by example from the opening night um, in Rome when, when Italy battered Turkey was it 4-0 mm. um, uh, that's the first time they scored three goals in the tournament yeah. isn't it so yeah. I'd go yeah, I'd go yeah. I would go Chi- <clears throat> I would go Chiellini mm. with, with Sterling and uh, and Shaw um, just behind mm-hmm. Regan the other thing that I know that's on your mind I don't need to tell you eight days to go Celtic in Champions League action um, what do you want to say what do you want to ask Is it about signings I just want to, I just find it strange Paul that no one's been brought in mm. I know that Shaw got brought in for Sheffield Wednesday but that was last January then you've got uh, the Sheffield Wednesday defender who I can't pronounce his name yeah uh, Orihiri yep. and then, mm. yeah and then so I'm just a bit confused that obviously Costa Congo's not been able to put his stamp on the Celtic squad yeah. Well, Reagan, you you you've said there. I just put when you say you say you find it strange. I find it unacceptable, to be honest. You know, for Celtic now at this stage, eight days before a Champions League tie, they've been back training now for what three weeks. The manager was appointed four weeks ago, whatever it was, three four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And long before, you, you just look at the club. And apart from having a new CEO and Dominic Mackay in the building, a new manager, what else has been going on? What is going on with the other key positions? Still not announced their captain. I know that Callum McGregor's maybe only been with him a few days. If it is to be Callum McGregor, but there's so much uncertainty. The Celtic fans, once again, absolutely um, stepped up to the plate. We believe more than 50,000 season ticket holders. Is that right? I've gone back in. So there's £30 million by the fans pumped back into the club. Now, Listen, there's still nearly seven weeks to go of the transfer window. So a lot can happen in seven weeks. There can be a lot of positive things can happen. But right now, in the here and now, on July the 12th, eight days before the Champions League game against a very good Mitterland team, very good mm-hmm. Mitterland team, um, what's happening or the lack of what's been happening in terms of signings, considering that Celtic have known for months and months and months that an overhaul was going to be required, I think it's absolutely unacceptable. Regan? And if I'm able to ask Mark one more point. Of course. The, the, the other problem I've got, Paul, is Poster Congo has not been able to bring his back. He's, he's, he's on Diamond team as well. Yeah. I don't I find that so strange as well. Well, the, the only thing, uh, Regan, Ange Poster Congo has been asked about this a number of times, and he says, as, as I believe him, that, that he's assessing everything. So, yeah, he's been in the door two or three weeks, but you know he is assessing now. He may choose to keep John Kennedy and, and, and Gavin Strachan as part of his staff. That may well be the case. And if he thinks that's the best way to take it forward, then good luck to him because he'll live or die by that decision. As I've said in the programme before, I hear very, very good things and have done now for a number of months about Stephen McManus. So I would like to see a role in the staff for Stephen McManus. And if Ange Postecoglou wants to bring in his own staff and disregard one or two that he has already, then that that's up to him. But... I hope it's not the case that 
he doesn't have a say in the matter. I mm. hope that, it, that there is his decisions, unlike previous times when certain members of staff have been foisted on the manager, which absolutely, yeah. absolutely shouldn't be going on and, and certainly was to the detriment of Celtic last season. Yeah. And Friday night, we had uh, Johan Mialbi yeah. on the programme and it might have been different if he'd been allowed to join Celtic under Neil Lennon over yeah. a year ago. It might have been different. Headlines just now then from the Celtic camp, Mark. What's the latest Carl Starfelt? The word is that uh, Ruben Cassano looking for more than the four million. Yeah. Uh, you know, Celtic, I think, are, are going to have to push the boat out, which I can understand. You can't be held to ransom. I, I get that, Paul. You know, if you do it once and you know other clubs elsewhere get a whiff of it then before you know it. Um, but that said... How, how long do you wait? So if it's not him, move on to the next guy. But what kind of list have they got? Who's actually heading up the recruitment? Dominic Mackay, you know, with the greatest respect to him, he's a CEO, but he's not got experience of getting player contracts and deals over the line. And that'll come. That's not a criticism of him. That's just a fact. Sure. It takes time uh, to get in that. So there's a lot of things there that, that, um, that would have you uh, concerned. Not in a panic. It's not time for the old cracked crest to come out. Yep. I'm not saying anything like that. But yeah. at the moment, there would have to be concern. If you're the Celtic manager, if you're a Celtic supporter, and if you're the Celtic CEO, all the key, there's concern. And also, apart from signings, what about the other key positions at the football club? When are they actually going to fill yeah. them? What about the Ren defender, uh, Brandon Soppy, his name today, yeah. Mark, and right a, back. a young right back? Four Could, million quid, Paul. Yeah. Um, but they need, they need a right back. Um, I mean, as we said, it's well documented. We need six or seven players... Mm minimum they might end up needing 10 and 11 depending on the ones that you know that I think they'll end up going out the door over the next three or four weeks so um, there's a massive overhaul Paul and I think just now there must be a bit of concern at the at the lack of activity in terms of players coming in Is the back four next week against Michelin would it be Anthony Ralston you know he's hardly featured over the years he's been there talented young player but it hasn't happened for him Stephen Welsh near Britain and uh, Greg Taylor at the moment that could be yeah yeah, because be yeah, yeah, I can't think of um, too much different mm-hmm. um, from that, Paul. You know, back for not unless Postecoglou fancies um, a three and there's, and there's something um, obviously. But you're right at the moment. I think that would be the the back four. You've get, you've certainly got more options middle to front. Again, the goalkeeping situation needs to be addressed. Um, but uh, as I say, Mitterland, a good outfit the bit of transition themselves where they've got a new manager and then two or three maybe going out and two or three to and they've got in. money behind them they connected with uh, yeah Brent, with Brentford and, and the owners mm. there so yeah they finished runners up in the Danish league to uh, to Bronby I think they lost by by one point or one goal in the last day of the season um, they've been in a training camp in Poland they've just got back so um, they were in the Champions League last season Paul and they get through three qualifiers Slavia, Prague uh, Ludogorets from uh, Bulgaria and young boys um, from Switzerland so they've got the experience last season of coming through three tough qualifiers they ended up in the Champions League with Liverpool Atalanta and Ajax and they mm. finished bottom of the section but they got a point at home to Liverpool they get two points so they'll be very difficult and also for the second leg Regan I believe that uh, at their stadium 12,000 capacity for the second leg that'll be full of Mitterland right. supporters mm. so that'll that'll certainly help Mitterland in the, in the second leg but uh, at this moment in time, Paul, I wouldn't fancy Celtic to to get through against okay. Mitterland. Not at the moment. Regan, thanks very much for calling. We'll speak to you soon. Okay, cheers, Paul. Cheers, Mark. Thanks cheers very Regan. much. It's the Go Radio Football Good Show. Well.
The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Already we're seeing the fixtures coming in that are going to be live on Sky in the new season. It never ends in the Go Radio Football Show here in Scotland's newest radio station, fastest growing three quarters of a million downloads of the app for the show we're on every night from five we're on first remember and we're on five till six for the next couple of weeks and then into the new season five till seven Barry Ferguson will be back he's in action tomorrow night with his Alloa he's not actually playing but um, maybe they could do with him but he's the manager there he's getting a couple of weeks off yep the League Cup is underway the Premier Sports Trophy we'll talk about that in a moment or two England losing out last night only just to Forza Azzurra the Italians have won it. 1-1. One, one. It was a really good game. Went to extra time. Went to the penalties, as you know. Really bad, the uh, abuse online afterwards of the three players who missed their penalties. And it was just appalling. But everyone has come up. I mean, there's nobody agrees with that apart from the morons who would do this, Mark. So we're not going to spend too much yeah. time. There's nothing you can say either than just cut it out. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, yeah. it's when I heard it this morning, I was... Um, uh, a wee bit of talk sport on, and yep. there was the, the the analysis with mm. with Laura Woods and uh, Alan McCoyst and, Ali. McCoist yep. and uh, uh, Andrew uh, Townsend was on it as well. But the first thing that struck me about it, Paul, because I was unaware of it, I don't really do social media to be honest. But um, when I heard about it, I just thought right away of of Thierry Henry mm. when he just said, "I'm finished with it," and I thought maybe that's just the way that that, that for every footballer or, yeah. or every England player and everybody in English FA mm. should should. Maybe just make a stance and you know what, we're off. Well, everyone came we're off for finished. that weekend. Not everyone, but lots of the big clubs yeah, well, came off. Per, yeah. per, until there's actually proper change and there is meaningful sanctions and, and, and proper punishments um, in place, Paul, I think that's just one way um, to do it. Just say, you know what, we're, we're off it indefinitely. We'll come back on when it's proper and when it's used for the, the proper purposes. Because as much as I'm not into it, yeah. It's it is oh, a, it's good a reality. Thing. You know, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a great thing, yeah. you know, and for people to keep in contact and see what your heroes are up to yeah. and different things like that. It's nice when it's used in the mm. right way, but there's too many morons out there mm. that want to use it for the wrong reasons. They either just want to moan about life in general or they want to go on and put on, you know, if it's racist yep. uh, comments towards um, footballers. It's, it's, it's horrible, absolutely Look horrible. Look what Marcus Rashford did, um, yeah. you know, and he called out governments and he embarrassed yeah. uh, you know, those in power to help the kids yeah. that couldn't afford school meals. It's yeah. wonderful what he fed. He, yeah. he arranged for it to be fed, for kids to be fed over the, the holiday periods. And, and, you know, it's amazing the the, the good that can happen, yeah. but also the downside. His so, mural was yeah. vandalised oh, in, in Manchester. Within an hour of the, the match finishing. Get get a grip. The tournament itself, though, I think everyone is saying it was a really, really good mm. tournament. And it happened. Um, they had 65,000 uh, last night. I do keep thinking about what's going to happen here now in the domestic scene because we've got Rangers going to be up against Arsenal. We're waiting to find out what's happening in terms of, you know, post-COVID. COVID hasn't gone yet, but mm. things are starting to open up. How many will be at the match? Celtic Preston North End this weekend, only 2,000. The ground takes 61,000. I don't know how many are going to be at Ibrox. We're hoping that surely in the next few weeks things open up for the new season because mm -hmm. the clubs, Mark, I mean, they're, they're financially, they're in yeah. trouble, lots of them. They must yeah. be. They, they, well, they are, and it's it's only, um, you know, government grants that have actually, you know, bailed out yep. um, a few and uh, the the goodwill of, of, of James Anderson oh, was um, amazing, as well this time yep. uh, last year from Edinburgh. He put in, what, three million for yeah. the, the lower divisions. Yep. He just put so, that money in. Yeah, it was brilliant. You know, a, a, great, uh, yep. a great gesture. Um, from him and it was very well I'm surprised clubs haven't gone to the wall Paul I have to be honest um, and it might still come as we mm -hmm. say 
I'll just check that mic. In fact, I think if you change there, um, we'll be with you. I'd move. We'll just switch positions here. It's not Roberto Mancini or Gareth Southgate. It's just Paul Cooney trying to get the mic. I thought it was my headset there, Mark. No, you know, I, I didn't fade it. you down, honestly. <laughs> I, I, it was the listeners. I, I was agreeing that, with you. Um, Listen, the Rangers fans are on social media saying uh, for the new season, what do we think is going to happen? Rangers uh, in pole position to take the league. They lost at the weekend, though. That's something that hasn't happened too often, albeit yeah. in a friendly 1-0. Yeah, to, to Tranmere, to, to Mickey Merlin's um, Tranmere. And uh, again, you know, you could tell by his comments that Steven Gerrard was, was hurting with the defeat. And he didn't miss his players. You know, even though it's a pre-season friendly, the, the first game back after winning the title by 25 points last season, he said, unacceptable, you know, mm. soft. That's the word they used. We were soft. And uh, right away, there's a clear message to his players. No, last season was brilliant. We loved it in the league. Terrific in Europe. Very disappointing in both domestic cups. But it's finished now. And at Rangers, you've got to be a serial winner. You look at Celtic, 12 trophies in a trot. Serial winners. Proper winners. Handled the pressure of going back to back to back to back to back. Titles. And that's what Rangers have got to show. Now, but on that... We're talking 10 minutes ago with Reagan about the lack of transfer activity at Celtic. You look at Rangers, they've got good business done, Paul, so far, and even a couple of yep. you know additions that they made um, in January. I'll still expect one or two first-team players mm. to go. I think that will happen mm. before the, the end of August. Kamara, maybe, he's yeah, being mentioned. Yeah, I think Kamara at the moment, mm. yeah. And you look John at the Lundstrom central, played at the weekend. Yeah, at so you look at that, United. Ryan Jack coming yep. back. So they're really strong. Um, in central midfield. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Kamara's sold, and I think it makes business sense to do so if he's if he's not going to sign a contract extension so there's that but um, uh, Rangers Stephen Gerrard's certainly made it clear to to his players we've got to go again you know get ready you know because everybody wants to beat Rangers they're the champions now they're the benchmark and everybody's coming for them and they've got to be able to to, to handle that and uh, you know it's going to be an interesting um, season that's for sure Paul. but I think Rangers at this moment in time Start clear favourites for the title. Clear, clear favourites. Um, now, come September the 1st, you know, I think you always get a clearer picture because yeah. the transfer window's over. But at the moment, I would say it's it's, it's Rangers' title to, to throw away. On this programme and Go Radio, Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers captain, Rangers legend, said, it's hard to win it. It's even harder mm. to retain a title or a cup or whatever. And the biggest one in Scotland is the, the Premiership trophy. And yet... Rangers look to be so far ahead at the moment, but I know it changed so quickly last year at Celtic. This time last year, people were expecting Celtic, well, they were the favourites yeah. to retain rightly, the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah rightly and, so. And look at the, the success and the momentum that Rangers had. It's going to be a hugely interesting season coming up. We're really looking forward to it. We'll be on every Saturday. We're looking forward to you joining us from two in a Saturday afternoon uh, or earlier if the games are earlier because, uh, you know, the Champions League, Rangers come in later. Uh, Celtic, could be in. We're talking about Meatland uh, a week tomorrow, the first yeah. game. But for Rangers fans just now, I wonder who else could be on the go. We're just looking. We've been checking today. Any word on Morelos, uh, Porto. We heard a month ago the deal was done with the player, but not with the clubs. But so far, no movement, Mark. No, I mean, it looks like, like Rangers are, are holding out and, and trying to get a, you know, a bit of a, a bidding war going, mm. which is totally understandable, Paul. There's plenty of time. There's seven weeks to go. And I think now that the Euros are over... Um, and the sort of bigger boys will come into the Champions League sections um, sort of next month if they have to play qualifiers. Um, 
So there could be teams interested in Morelos that maybe want him in in times for the qualifiers or they wait to see if they're actually in the Champions League so they know what their kind of budget's like. But um, certainly Morelos linked with a move away. I said in the programme on Friday, I'd expect him and Odson Edward to, to both be away um, from their clubs um, come the end of August. And Rangers linked with uh, another player in, yeah. in the Eredivisie, uh, Vitesse Arnhem's uh, Danilo Doku. Um, mm. And they've been linked with three or four players in the hall. And so it's clear that Rangers are, I've got a scouting network in Dutch football, always a good bargain. And the thing about Dutch football now, um, Paul, even at your clubs like like Ajax, even though they, they're now selling players at 20, 30, 40 million, but you know, your, your, um, your Vitesse Arnhem's, mm. your PSV's, your AZ Alkmaar's, your Groningen's, all those teams, th- those players are, and I, I say only, but they're all earning, you know, two, three, four thousand pounds a week. They're not massive peers, so it is a good market to go and shop. And you look at Virgil van Dijk's a classic mm. example in the past decade, signed for two and a half million, yep. sold for twelve, etc. etc. And, and the comparison mark can ask you on that two or three thousand pounds a week is beyond what most of us earn. But if you're playing at Rangers or Celtic, are you on ten, fifteen thousand? Yeah. 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 So I mean a week. If yeah. you go there, so I, I don't know, but let's you know, Doki that, that Rangers are yeah. are linked with from Vitesse Arnhem, I would imagine he'll be in it approximately £3,000 a week now maybe the Dutch side might if they're pushing the boat out could go to five mm-hmm. but as Rangers comfortably if they want to and I don't know what level the players are at but come they go to 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 a week if they want to so right away it's attractive to the player and for Vitesse Arnhem like we see here it's a business model so they've probably brought them through their system I've not checked them to be honest Paul but and then if they're going to sell them on for a fee it makes it makes good business sense but the Dutch market uh, Paul, it's a good place to do your shopping and it's clear that's an area that Rangers have identified. And terrific players, technically gifted, oh, aren't they? And so yeah. well you know, coached. Yeah. Does this indicate that Rangers might sell one of the defenders? It could be Conor Golson, maybe, who might go, do you Conor's think? Conor's a year to go in his yep. deal as well. Mm-hmm. So I think something that Rangers, that Stephen Gerrard would want to get, get, um, get tied up sooner rather than, mm-hmm. than later. So maybe we'll hear something about that. Conor Golson... Um, from what I understand, absolutely loves it at Rangers, mm-hmm. loves it in Glasgow. So unless there's something massive waiting for him down the road, mm-hmm. uh, I would think that he would extend. He's, I'd be very surprised if Conor Golson goes. George Edmondson's been linked with a couple of clubs. Mm-hmm. So you look at that. What can I, what way is Katic mm-hmm. going to yeah. um, come mm-hmm. back? Um, you know, you've got Balogun as well. Is he back Katic? Yeah, I think, yep. uh, yeah mm-hmm. I think he is. So, and then you've got yep. Balogun as well. So again, there's, there's plenty sure. of options mm-hmm. in, in centre uh, defence. Jack Simpson. They signed yeah, um, from from Bournemouth, who played a few games last season. So yeah, again, um, it comes down to to budgets, and it comes down to players. Will eventually chap and Stephen Gerrard's door and say like, Gaffer, what's in store for me? Am I going to get a chance? And I think Stephen Gerrard's the type that's on and say, listen, you know what? You're number five or number six on my list. You probably and he's maybe had those conversations with one or two because he managed already. them brilliantly in the old season, didn't he? But it does yeah. come a point where you say, "Look, I'm a year older. Yeah. I want to, I want to play, yeah. and I need to play." And yeah. he's loved it. I mean, you can tell they love working under Stephen Gerrard. But there will come a point where, mm-hmm. and the fans love it. And why wouldn't they? But there will come a point where it's harder to rotate that the squad to keep everybody happy. Yeah. And the financial model, Stuart Robertson said months ago, and it's no surprise they'd have to sell one or two players, or they yeah. would sell. And, that, and that's what that's what you do. Celtic will be in the same boat at yeah. the moment. They need to sell and and Edward or whatever they wouldn't want to sell him but they will get big money you would imagine for him mm-hmm. Christopher Iyer we didn't touch on that earlier on but I see apparently that Brentford were in with a, a huge offer but not big enough for Celtic do you know yeah, how much suppose, that was? Yeah supposedly in the region of £12 million Paul with, with add-ons to take it up to about £15 million, but 
the word that you know, seems to be good information comes out of Norway, which is obviously Ayers' um, home country, and um, they are you know, speculation, but they are saying that, that their understanding is that Celtic are holding out for closer to twenty million pounds. <sighs> You think he would command 20? Does that mean they would take 16, um, 17? Still yeah, huge I'd, money, but add-ons, yeah. But it's like we were saying earlier, the market, now, I, mm. I don't think with a year to go in his contract, he's a £20 million player. Sure. Yeah. Um, but if an auction starts and clubs start looking and other players going, you know, Ayer might be on the list of half a dozen clubs, Paul, and eventually, if they don't get who they want, you come down to Ayer and you might need to pay £2 million more than what you want and you might want to go to 14 or 15, but you have to pay 16 or 17 then you know that you tend to find that's what happens. Back to Rangers and the Rangers fans have been on the socials looking forward to the match with Arsenal and of course Kieran Tierney back in Glasgow and he'll get uh, well we don't know how many are going to be at the game yeah. I, 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 I don't know yet we, it hasn't come out but that'll be a, a test for a Rangers up against Arsenal Arsenal not what they were but th- these are the kind of games that you want to you know the starry isn't it Arsenal Aye. in town and a great association between those two clubs over the over the decades of course and uh, Mikel Arteta um, going back to, to yeah. Ibrox um, signed by by Alec McLeish and of course Mikel Arteta I think he scored the, the, the penalty Paul against Dunfermline um, in 2003 on, yep. on the last day of the season just to, to get it um, over the line uh, for Rangers by by that goal so he was an outstanding player mm. uh, Arteta um, you know, he's moved to Everton David Moyes signed him for Everton went back to Real Sociedad mm. as well a kid at Barcelona so big season for him close you know, to Guardiola of course as yeah, well that's yeah. right yeah it was his number two at City yeah. so I think Arsenal need to hit the ground running, you know, um, and uh, Arteta needs to get a good, or his players, they need to get a good pre-season under the belt. So I think that, you know, they'll come um, very, very focused for the game um, at uh, at Ibrox, that's for sure. And it'll be a good one. And the frustration, Paul, overall, when we're talking about numbers, you know, 2,000 in at Celtic Park, 2,000 in at Ibrox, is, and I loved it, but you're watching Wembley last night, yep. more than 60,000, and we're watching Wimbledon over the weekend, mm. centre court packed, which was brilliant. But, but what's going on up here? Yeah. Speaking to Ross King, who was there at Wimbledon, so we'll find out more about it. Great for Djokovic. He is on 20, the same yeah. as Federer and Nadal, one of the all time greats. And well done, Gordon Reid, yes. winner, along with Alfie Hewitt of the men's wheelchair doubles. And he just missed out in the, the men's singles final as well. Gordon Reid, I met him a few times, Kilt Walking Bastard. What a. I mean, what an athlete. The upper body strength of these young men and women playing the wheelchair tennis is phenomenal. Did you catch a bit of that over I the did, weekend? I yeah. did, Paul, and yep. I watched it and, and my daughters too. That's, that's one thing that they commented on, you know. Is the, well, the girls like him as yeah, well. the physical yeah. um, strength, you know, yep. to, to, to do that and, and to compete. And uh, a fantastic ambassador for, for Scotland as well. Seven Grand Slams. And of course, mm. he was announced for the Paralympic and Olympic team, as is Andy Murray. Yeah. So Andy will be off to Tokyo before we know it. There's mm. so much sport on the, the Scottish Open, the Open coming up as well. Yeah. Summer of sport, isn't it? It's phenomenal. I yeah. was, and I, and I watched a bit. I watched the highlights of the Scottish Open at midnight in BBC Two uh, last night yeah. from uh, the Renaissance in uh, North Berwick. And it was brilliant, a three-way uh, playoff um, there so that, that was good and again just whetted the appetite for the Open at Royal St George um, later on this week and of course this time next year Paul 150th Open coming to St Andrews but I was reading stuff from Greg Norman who said this could possibly be the last ever Open at St Andrews because the course is not challenging enough now for the modern day player he wow. says and he doesn't know how 
they actually can lengthen the course and it's all to do with the, the type of balls that players yeah. use now so I take to think that was the case but there, there clearly is talk about it now and it'll be interesting to see how the, the RNA um, handle that yeah. in the home of golf I've got yeah. a property in St Andrews you know yep. oh, oh, yeah, it's really? a caravan <laughs> can breaks it's available <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Chris, great to have you back from holiday. If you heard the travel with me last week, I can assure you the nation is saying, Chris, well done. He's back with the traffic and travel. Crofty and Grado, tomorrow morning at breakfast, who is going to win this brand new car? The Nissan Ascenta. Surely somebody is going to get it before long, Mark. Uh, any clues who the voices are? Hey, I'll get in trouble no, here. Yeah, No, no, no I, I, I don't. It's been some great guesses. Oh, and yeah. I did think one of them was, was I thought it was... Uh, Chris Buck did you? Yeah, uh-huh. I, did. I thought, I thought it was, was Joe Chris, Brand this Chris morning. Yeah. Uh, listen, was on and she was saying Joe Brand. I thought it may be Chris Buck. So well, it could uh, be in a different order. That's the ah, thing. Right, Got okay. to get them in the right yeah, order. Course, but listen, yeah. tomorrow morning, from when you wake up, when do journalists normally wake up these days and the <laughs> expensive accounts and all the rest? Is that now gone? It's Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney, the Go Radio Football Show. Your call's coming in 0808 17 17 700. On the day when it's child to the Italian community after Italy win the Euros last night and commiserations to to friends and colleagues and, and family in England as well. It's a great atmosphere, I think. Mm. I was in Glasgow yesterday afternoon and there was a, actually a really good atmosphere yeah. around the town. And, uh, you know, both colours were there. I saw some England flags, some of the Italians as well around the Italian centre. And, uh, yeah, I think it was uh, overall... It's been a brilliant tournament, hasn't yeah. it, Mark? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, Paul. It was great to see Scotland being a part of it. I think the, the right nation won it in terms of, you know, they deserved it. You know, you look at them... Having to beat Belgium, um, having to beat Spain, albeit England beat Germany as well. And um, I think they kind of lit up the tournament. You know, they got it off to a flyer um, in the opening night on the Friday the 11th um, of June and, and took it right through. So, no, it was it was great um, and uh, well uh, deserved. And I think one thing that came out of it as well was uh, Sheffern, the chief executive yep. of, of UEFA, saying that as, as long as he's got anything to do with it, it won't go around the whole of Europe again. It'll mm. go back to the, to the tradition of one nation or maybe two nations um, hosting it but not taking it all around. This is because he did feel in reflection the benefit of hindsight, the the travelling that some nations had to do compared to others was unfair and, and, and totally get that point. It was Platini's idea and it was yeah. pre-COVID. It's amazing that it has worked. David Proven was talking about it months and months ago and he's right, but at least it has happened and yeah. it's gone ahead. Davey will be back next week on the programme and tomorrow night Derek Johnson will be with us uh, on DJ. Wednesday night indeed it's Craig Moore who will join us Stephen Craig will be on with Rob on Thursday and Mark you're back on Friday yep. 0808 17 17 700 some of the headlines at the weekend well as we told you Rangers played a friendly at Prenton Park against Tranmere Rovers and they lost 1-0 the manager not happy though even though it's a friendly he wants them to be serial winners. But no signings over the weekend. Rangers have done their business early. Fashion Sakala came in a couple of months ago. Um, but you reckon there'll still be a bit of movement at Ibrox. For Celtic, uh, Ange Postacoglu, people like the what he's been saying. I love the fact he said it's only words at the moment. You know, we'll see what they do. People like the cut of his jib. But we'll have to see what happens. And they're in action a week tomorrow. At the weekend, they played Charlton. 2-1 win. I see that uh, Karamoko Dembele and Ayeti, yeah. the scorers. Yeah, um, and uh, young Adam Montgomery getting a bit of praise yeah. um, as, as well, um, Paul, you so far. Back. Yeah, yep, and, back. and can also operate, I think I think he can move up one too and be you know, an attacking midfielder, even a winger, but um, 
the, the youngsters are good. You want to see youngsters being given a chance, but what you've got to remember um, is can the youngsters, is it right, are they ready to go and play 40 or 45 high-pressure games? Are they able to cope with that? You know, as long as they're fit. Um, Celtic need experienced bodies in the door, Paul. You look at it, is that a title-winning squad? Is it, no, absolutely not. Nowhere near it. Is that a squad that's going to get you into the Champions League um, over the next six weeks? No, no. I don't even think so. At this moment, I don't fancy Celtic to beat me to land. Um, and bearing in mind the numbers that are involved, um, I'm not saying everybody at Celtic is written off the Champions I think it's going to be a, a tall order. I don't think they'll make it, even if they get past um, me to land. But, you know, this time next year, the Champions, you know, I keep saying 30 million. It's probably... It'll be 35, high 30s, you know, a lot of money. Because it's um, automatic. Yeah, it's automatic. It? So the winner for, for the winners, of the Premiership you know, automatically. So it's no the biggest prize in Scottish football in history. Wow. Um, and at the moment, Celtic are lagging. They really are, they're lagging. Celtic fans not happy with the way it's going, although they're happy with the pre-seasons, but they are pre-season games. Can we tell anything from them? What about Karamoko? Dembele so much was said about the young guy at what 15, 16 yeah. he's now 18 um, is he going to stay? is he going to get his chance uh, under Ange Postacoglu? I'm asking you a question you probably don't know the answer to what's your sense of it though Mark? Well I think at, at the moment if you're Karamoku Dembele and, and you're assessing the situation you're saying at the moment there's a position there for me mm. to go and take and if you impress the manager show the right attitude show maturity, show tactical nows, then you've got a real chance um, of being involved. And if you can't get a game just now for Celtic, then there's a problem. Clearly you're not good enough. So you're as well moving on. If you can't force your way into the manager's plan just now, then there's a problem. And you'd be as well you know, going to look for pastures. And reading and listening to Postacoglu, I don't think he's the type that they'll have time for passengers or suffer fools gladly. He'll be assessing them all from the staff through to the players and very quickly I think you'll see him being ruthless but he can only be ruthless Paul if he's got bodies coming in the sure. other way yep. and at the moment not enough action who's enough his captain coming? he's back now from the Euros we're talking about Callum McGregor surely we need to know in the next few days yeah, yep. yeah you would think so um, I don't know if he's had the conversation with Callum McGregor yet you know some people have told me that Callum McGregor still has a niche to go down south and try the, the English Premier League which is totally understandable um, and if that's the case, then there needs to be an honest conversation with him and with his representatives. Uh, you know, an approximate transfer fee would need to be established. But maybe the captain say, "Oh, swing it." Maybe it won't, Paul. Maybe I'll just think, you know, what if ever there's a time to to leave the club in terms of everything happening and a winner, if you like, then it would be now. If, you, if you're ever going to force the issue because it's a clean sweep, then maybe uh, now's the time. As you know, he did fancy it a couple of years ago. Brendan Rodgers would have taken him. In a heartbeat, but Celtic sold Kieran Tierney, and you couldn't sell Tierney and McGregor in the same window. It would have been unforgivable. Um, so you know, uh, Callum McGregor had to to sort of suck that up and and, and knuckle down again. He still um, has his admirers in England, doesn't he? He does. You know, I at think if moment. it became available, Brendan Rodgers would certainly have a tickle. At it, that's for sure, and, and there'll probably be more. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want Celtic fans to think that they try to chase my way. I'm just yeah. giving out information. I'm aware sure. but it could be now that it's all been sorted he's going to stay could be given a new contract for all we know and they're ready to announce the captaincy you know ahead of the you know whether it's the pressing game at Celtic Park or the West Ham game and that would give um, everybody a lift but again also maybe McCallum McGregor we're just speculating but maybe he said to Ange Postacoglu yeah I want to stay mm. 
But I want to assess yeah. where this football club's going in the next few weeks. I want to see who's coming in. I want to assess a new manager. You never know. It, it, it can work both ways, Paul. Craig Moore had a good insight uh, the other night on this programme on Go when he was saying that he thinks with the Greek connection with the manager, the Greek-Australian, that with Barkas, that he could be good for him and help him to settle at Celtic. When we said last week, there's obviously a goalkeeper in there. We just haven't seen any big saves yet. Do you think he could become the Celtic number one this season? Um, Five million pounds? Yeah, uh, well, I can only go on 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 the evidence of last season. I can't go on the evidence of what it's been like under Postacoglu for Barkas in the past two or three weeks. But on the evidence of last season, Paul, I'd have to say no. I don't think no. it, can, it, it can work from it. Just for me, sometimes... It, 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 you could just see, you could almost see like the colour draining from him, and that was without crowds. Yeah. It, it doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that um, you know, sixty thousand in, in an old firm game or fifty thousand mm-hmm. at Ibrox that um, he would instil the rest of the team uh, with confidence. Now, I might be doing him a disservice, and he might have a great save. And yeah. could that help you as well? Because you were well, a keeper. Yeah, yeah, of course um, it would. But at the moment, and again, if you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I'm all for doing that too. You know, anybody, whether it be Barkas, whether it be anybody, you know, moving to a new country with COVID, you can't socialise, you can't, you know, have not been able to live normal lives. Maybe you've not been able to get your your loved ones over to settle in with you. Who, who knows? There's loads of different circumstances. But purely on the evidence of him being out on a pitch for 90 minutes at various games last season, I don't think he is a title-winning goalkeeper. For Celtic. Okay. Kirk Broadfoot is on his way to Inverness up to the Highlands to Cali Thistle. A one-year deal. He has done well, hasn't he? We're running yeah. out of time. But good luck to him, the former Rangers player who is on his way to Inverness. We're going to have to say ciao, Mark. That's it from us. It's been a quick good, hour. Good hour. Enjoyed you, that, Paul. Yeah, you'll be back on Friday. 0808 17 17 700. Jokal Day is up next. We'll see you tomorrow at five along with Derry Johnson. The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5